Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning into the Business Life and Coffee podcast. I have a question for you. How successful was the last change that you made in your organization? And I'm not just saying, did it cross the finish line, but did people adopt it? Did they buy into it? Were they excited about it? Did it have the intended effect that you wanted it to have? Well, if you struggle with change management in your organization, maybe you need to focus on change marketing. And this week, we have a very special guest who's going to talk to you all about what it means to change market within your organization and some of the key tips that you can apply today. So why don't you take a listen to this episode and let me know what you think. And we'll see you on the other side of this break. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. All right, welcome back to this segment, and we are transitioning into Coffee Shop Q&A. Coffee Shop Q&A is where we talk with leaders. I'll typically share some thoughts that I have, but really it's our virtual mentoring session and timely interviews. This week on our episode, we're joined by Neil from a local. I can't wait to chat with him. He's he's kind of like me. So I love talking with people who own companies and they work in the HR space. And I want to share with you some of the things that they're doing along the lines of employee experience and what he's seeing in the industry and, you know, just how he's thriving and pivoting in the midst of COVID. So, Neil, thanks for coming to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I wish we were in person, but I do have my coffee. Ah, uh, good yeah. to see you, Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Coffee. Cheers. Cheers. I um I did tea this morning, so I try to switch it up from time to time. But my go-to, I have this Nespresso machine at home, uh-huh. and uh, it's just a quick pop the the pot in and and flavor it to taste. Yeah, you makes sense. What uh are are you a coffee snob or do you? What, what you, what's in your cup? Uh, well, we broke our Nespresso machines. I'm with you, so we are we're rolling with instant right now. But don't you know? Don't tell anybody beyond this. <laughs> uh, but no, normally, yeah, we we have a decent machine, and we're, we're we're you know trying to trying to sort of curate a little good coffee flavor. But I'm British, so the tea right. is what I grew up with, and I'm rebelling against 30 years of tea drinking with a <laughs> coffee obsession. Um, this I don't know, coffee's just better. You guys just do it better over here. Uh, you know what? That's between me, you, and the thousands of uh, people who are <laughs> going yeah, to watch or listen to my, this. Don't tell my mom. Yeah. That's all I'll ask. Don't tell my mom. Speaking of American, um, we're going to jump into what you're doing today. But yeah. you used to be a consumer marketer at Coca-Cola. What was it like working for such a massive organization? Well, I've had a lot of jobs. In fact, I, I regard this as something like my fourth career. Uh, used to be a race car engineer a long time ago. Um, had a film company a long time ago. Um, my consumer marketing career uh, started in the agency world. So 
uh, run uh, digital marketing agencies in London, in Amsterdam, in San Francisco, um, but I never worked inside a client. I'd always been the creator and seller of ideas. Moving then to Atlanta and joining Coke, and I was the uh, sort of de facto head of digital marketing for Coke globally. So responsible for the World Cup and the teams running things like the Olympics and the global Sprite and Coca-Cola and Diet Coke and Fanta brand campaigns. Yeah. Um, and it's... I will say this, if you are in a creative service business or maybe any business that services large companies, it's so valuable to have spent time inside to see how things really work. Back when I was creating and selling ideas on the agency side, I would run in imagining that the team there at my client, let's say Coca-Cola, had just been sitting patiently waiting for the genius and magic that I was going to provide you know, in that room. And I, we were going to be the highlight of their week. Then I became that client and realized that that was just one meeting in a 12-hour day, and the business demands and the leadership demands far outweighed the, the, the focus and time that, I, that my agency thought I could give to their idea. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the entire thing is, is mismatched. But it, I would regard my three years at Coke as the deepest, hardest, biggest, best education that I've, that I've had in my whole career because – it just it, it allowed me to create to connect the creativity that I would I'd grown up sort of you know being focused on with business reality and business need. Mm. Um, we it's there's a lot of, of agencies that spend an inordinate amount of time polishing and perfecting an idea without maybe given the access or the consideration for what the business needs from that idea. Yeah. Uh, and and the genesis or the the origin of our company, the genesis of our of our company comes from the t perspectives we were given from the outside and the inside, from agency and then inside Coca Cola. And actually, my there's three founders of the company. One of the other guys is also a Coca Cola vet, so we we both come from there. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So you've learned some major lessons from working at this major company. And now you fast forward and pivot and you're working at local. You started a, a company called Local. Tell us about what it is that you do, who you impact and why did you start the company? So it's, it's actually a Coca-Cola story. The reason that we started the company, we were working on the biggest campaign in the company's history at that time, the World Cup. Brazil 2014. I would regard that as the sort of the pinnacle of my consumer marketing career. It was the thing that I'd, I'd been working towards, you know, to, to be working with the world's biggest brand at the time, the biggest, not just the biggest sporting event in history, but someone told me it's the biggest sort of cultural event in history. Four billion people watch the World Cup. Here in the US, it's a deal, but it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, in, the rest of, in the rest of the world, I mean, when England are playing, you can you run every red light through London. There's no, everybody's everybody's just glued to the screen. Um, so to be part of that was just you know humbling. Um, we developed a collective of some some incredible creative folks from inside and outside the company. Developed a, a, a very big purpose driven, meaningful idea. And my naivety was that the power of the idea would be enough to harness the the, the Coca Cola company system. You know the, all of those those marketers and people behind it, but it wasn't the case. It, it was the, the the culture of these large organizations, and this is not a Coca-Cola problem, it's it's felt everywhere, is not always aligned around the acceptance of something new. And so bringing this new sort of what we, we thought as a powerful idea into the organization was incredibly hard. And the lesson that we learned was we had an out of balance set of resources, talent, and, and capability in our group developing this idea. We had 95% of it focused on the idea and only 5 
95% on how that idea would travel and integrate through the company. Local was born from that realization that ideas on their own struggle to survive that cultural journey through to the successful execution, particularly in complex enterprise cultures like Coke or any, any you know, Fortune 500 company. So we, that's what we do. We are cultural integrators. We help new ideas, new technologies, new processes, new marketing ideas, new business strategies, vision, values, any of those things that define what a company is or what it wants to be. We help them navigate complex cultures with, you know, of large companies with large workforces in different locations so that everybody understands what it is and, and can buy into it and adopt it in the right way. So I would say 50% of what we do now is with at least 50% with HR leaders, people leaders, and how they bring new processes and new technologies, things like Workday or time and shift tracking technologies to large employee bases, to large workforces, to the yeah. Front line, the ground troops. Yeah, that's incredibly important. The even your website advertises as, as change marketing, but the fact that there's so much uphill resistance to new ideas and new innovations and new ways of doing things that you really need to have strong messaging. You need to have buy-in from key stakeholders, and you need to continue to reinforce that buy-in throughout the process to get okay. some adoption. Is there a recent success story that you'd like to share from your company? that can double down can on this? Do yeah, so so um, I'll back up a half step just to sort of explain how we do this, which sure. will and, and allow me to, to explain the, the you know what success looks like. We ha have developed a process that we call change marketing instead of change management. It pulls inspiration from change management. There's some fantastic models for the understanding and the clarity around business needs, process, technologies. But then we bring in the consumer marketing experience and we're all marketers, we're all that everyone in our team is a is a, a marketer of some sort. We blend those two things together and we build a proven and repeatable process for people integration, for cultural integration. We often work alongside the large consulting firms doing technology and process integration. We just focus on the people. Um, we'll, our, our sort of guiding philosophy is that um, it doesn't matter how good your new piece of technology is or your new uh, your new idea is. If nobody believes it or buys into it or adopts it, then it, it's worthless. Yeah. Uh, so, so our um, mission is to get people to use things. So I can't name the company because uh, unlike external campaigns, you can talk about those because everyone <laughs> sees them with these yeah. inside. But um, we rolled out a, um, an HCM platform um, from uh, with all of the, you know, we're responsible for all of the communications and uh, cultural integration, people integration there at a very, very big um, international company and got 80% adoption within two weeks across a workforce in six figures. That is massive. Um, and we treated it the secret source of it. You know, it's not that secret. It's really just treating the internal communications in exactly the same way as we would with a consumer marketing campaign. Understanding more deeply about those individuals. Employees are human beings and they are actually very cultured consumers of brands on the outside, in, in the outside, in their, in their daily lives. They, yep. they wear Nikes. Yep. They carry Apple. So we use, we, we listen and learn about them. A lot of insight. We build narratives, stories to take them on a journey of change from where they are to where we want them to be rather than just mandating that they suddenly learn and adopt something. And then we use a creative craft that is of the same quality as the best brands out there in the consumer space. So what they see and feel and experience is more like a consumer brand than the traditional sort of internal employee comms. Yeah. That's, that's the magic. 
Nice, nice, nice. And so for the entrepreneur listening to this who wants to understand the the philosophy behind it and adopt it to their organization, because maybe they're not in a position to work with you. I know you work with a lot mm-hmm. of big, big brands. If you could share the prince, a few key principles behind change marketing and what makes cool. the philosophy of change marketing so important for any change management initiative, what are the top three things that you would recommend that entrepreneurs know about change marketing? So the first one, which is the the, the consumer marketer in me, is the thing that matters more than anything is the people. There actually are no technology problems or business problems or process problems. They're just people problems. People problems, right. Um, Yeah, absolutely right. so, so if you start with the, the understanding that the key to success is people, we have to assume these days, let's say it is a new piece of technology, that it's brilliant, that it's going to be, it's going to work, that it's going to do the things you want it to do, right? This is 2020. We've some fantastic off the shelf platforms you can use to run your business. It's going to work. The first piece is that the people are the most important. The second is that just because they work for you doesn't mean they care. I mean, you can, by paying someone, you can mandate their attendance. You say nine to five, I'm here. 859. But you can't mandate that they really care about this new technology or even what the company's doing. Yep. The employee sort of engagement statistics, the, the research that's out there is heartbreaking. You know, you've got two thirds of people, more than two thirds of people unhappy at work, you know, and as adults, we spend what half our waking lives at work yep. and we're miserable. Yeah. Um, we will say, you know, that misery is hugely expensive. Yeah, because you're getting low pro- productivity, you're getting higher retention, uh, you know, lower retention lower, rates. You, yeah. People are leaving you. You're getting bad service, poor quality products. All of those things are driven from that that lack of engagement. So first is you know know that people are most important. Second is that they really don't care about you as much as they think as you think that they do. And then the third thing is that um, you, you're probably aware of this. People talk about this all the time: survey fatigue. And and well, we can't ask our people more questions. We've already, you know we've already done that. We've just got to do this. That's nonsense. They want more than anything to be heard. Yeah. When when you put out you know people complain about surveys, it's not that you're uh, that you're asking them questions. It's that you're asking them the wrong questions and you're not doing anything with the answers. That's right. It's self-serving to, to put a survey out there and then just collect the data and go off and do something with it. Yeah. Listen, the, the first thing that we do in, to launch a new brand in the consumer space is do a super deep research to understand what is going on in the hearts and minds of these people and how do we find just a little tiny space in their lives. And I'm talking about the world's biggest, most powerful brands think that way. We have to think the same way about our employees. How do we find a little space in their busy lives for this new thing that we're trying to tell them about? And then if you can do all of that, they will tell you everything you need to know about how to make this change successful. Yeah. They know all of the answers. They're going to tell you. You just have to listen. Um, and that is that is what we try and do with everything you know outside there within, with our large enterprise clients. The same works for a company with 10 people. You listen and build your change program from the reality that they tell you to the ambition that you want and build that journey between. The failure I find is when people just write down the ambition. We would like our people to be 20% more productive or whatever it is. And then just talk about that yep. with ignoring the fact, you know, I, I want to run a, a sub three hour marathon, but I, we aren't taking into account where I actually am today with my running. <laughs> You know, don't talk about the three-hour marathon. Just talk about me getting out of here and, and doing a few miles. The journey is, is important. You've got to account for the, the journey. Ju- the journey is the destination. Yeah. You know, the journey is, is, is the only thing that matters. Yeah. So, Neil, I've enjoyed speaking with you. I, I want to leave with one major question. How do you think the coronavirus is going to impact the way that we do business? And I know that's a, a big question, but 
maybe drill it down into the area that you focus in and guide the way for those of us who aren't as aware as you might be or might not have the foresight that you might have. So I, I'll give you my hope. The The thing that we are focused on, and if you like, the, our vision is that organizations will consider their employees as important as their customers. And what we're seeing with the, the most proactive and, you know, the, the companies doing the most meaningful stuff right now, it's not the companies that are doing it. It's their people. Mm -hmm. And their people are doing it instinctively because they've been given the trust They've been empowered. They've been given the sort of the, you know, the overall guidance and the belief in what the, in what the company's doing. There's a lot of big companies, small companies too, out there sort of floundering or, or putting out really weak messaging as opposed to really stepping up and doing something. I think that this is, this crisis, you know, as saddening and as heartbreaking as it is, is a chance really, it's it's shining a light on every everything that we're doing right or wrong. And I think that what's, what it's going to do for us is to surface the fact that an empowered group of people, of employees who believe in a company's mission will take that mission and make it real in ways that leaders and, you know, company directives never could. Yeah that the power is in the hands of those who are actively out there on the front line. And I think, you know, we say front line, think about all of those people. We're very lucky to be sitting in these warm, comfortable rooms talking to each other. There are people out there fighting to save lives and, and to, to keep the world turning. We have to lean in more to our, in whatever business we're in, to our front line and know that that's where the brand is built or, or destroyed. That's where the, where, where the business is grown or shrunk out there. Yeah. as opposed to just just in the center um i could go on and on but I, I i hope that we that this surfaces the true value of an of a engaged committed in, in, you know employee of the people that make the company what it is yeah i couldn't agree with you more it's super important that we really put employees on the proper pedestal and that's saying that you we really need to value the people that show up every day that we entrust even business owner to business owner, right? That we entrust mm -hmm. with the vision of our company, the future of our company, the success stories that our customers will tell. And really just showing that those people matter most in the whole grand scheme of things because they're the true catalyst for our vision, really. And I'll, I'll leave you with one final thought, which, and I 100% agree with you, Joey. It, what we're also missing right now and relishing when we get it is that human connection. You know, we, I don't know how it is in Baltimore, but here in Atlanta, as I walk down the street, strangers now wave at each other. Good morning. You know, it's there's been a return to civility. Yeah. And because we miss that human connection, when I am dealing with, a, you know, my airline, it's not the airline I'm dealing with. It's the person in front of me at the gate or on the phone who either solves my problem or doesn't, who, who either builds my affinity or reduces it. Yeah. And, and so investing in those people um, meaningfully, not just, you know, it's not just about sort of recognition, it's about empowerment, trust, um, will be what changes people's minds much more than just a piece of advertising or, you know, a, a, even just a good product. Yeah. The, the, the human uh, halo around the, that business is what's going to matter even more, yeah. I hope. And, and, and that's what we're trying to trying to help companies understand. Well, I wish you much success in that journey, Neil. If you can share with our viewers and listeners 
Where can they find you? Where can they find local and any other parting thoughts that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you can find us on, on our site, localindustries.com. We are on Twitter and LinkedIn too. LinkedIn is easy to find, just local industries. And Twitter is at Inside Local. Um, we are about to, to start to really share more of the work and the process that we, that we follow. We, we were talking earlier, Joey, about you know, your focus on helping that, you know, smaller business entrepreneurs grow their businesses and, and, and build in solid progressive HR practices. We're working in, you know, at the other end of that with large enterprise, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees. Um, we want to actually start to share what we're seeing and learning out there so that more companies grow up more human. So if you follow us, you find us, um, that's the kind of content we're putting out. We're, uh, we're trying to give away as much as w- of what we know in order to, to create a more human-centered, a more people-first approach to work. So uh, if you follow us, that's what you'll get. All right, well, Neil, it's been a pleasure. Thanks pleasure for being going. on the show. And we're going to get this out far and wide so there can be more thoughtful and meaningful conversations around change marketing at work and the value of people at work. So enjoy your cup of coffee and I'm going to go pour mine and enjoy the rest of your day. 